Welcome to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast, where Shepherd's Crook exists to provide care, counsel, and resources for pastors. You can get more information at theshepherdscrook.co. My name is Jared Sparks, and I'm a pastor coming alongside other pastors, reminding them of the chief pastor. Hello, and welcome back to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. I hope you all are doing well. This is episode 190, and today we're going to be talking about physical healing, and then we're going to talk about pastoral care, and really what this is about is a lesson in pastoral care that I learned from one of my fellow elders at Christ Church, Carbondale. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we need wisdom, and there's times in our lives as pastors, and for those that are not pastors in this, uh, that are listening to this, Lord, there's going to be time that, times that they're walking with people through difficulty. We need wisdom on how to respond, wisdom on how to pray. And when things go the way we pray, we need wisdom on how to celebrate in a way that honors you. And God, give us the strength to rejoice with those who are rejoicing and weeping, weep with those who are weeping, and I trust that you're going to do that. Lead this time, and it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right. So, before we get into this, I want to talk to you about the Honor God Network. If you create content, if you need a website, and let's just say you already have a website and you're using Squarespace, or you're using Anchor to host your podcast... I've said it before, I'll say it again, Anchor owns your content. That's a really big problem. They can cancel you at any time. They could say, I'm not going to release your content if they don't like your content at any time. And all of a sudden, the rights to what you have produced and made are out of your hands and they're with somebody else and they can just shut it down. You can't replay it. You can't do anything with it. It's vitally important for content creators in this day and time to own what they create So, you can do that. There is an alternative to Squarespace. There's an alternative to Anchor. And you can actually apply to host your blog or your podcast at the Honor God Network and themajestiesmen.com. My friend Riley Voth has been doing a great job building infrastructure and building a network. And it's been a decade of work that he has just poured in. And he's not done a whole lot uh, in, in the sense of making himself revenue because he has been pouring all the revenue back into this platform. And it's an infrastructure that's incredibly helpful. And honestly, it's beyond me and what I can understand or even tell to you. But the great thing is the Shepherd's Crook from the beginning has been hosted and we have worked with the Honor God Network and Riley Voth and he's been phenomenal to me. So I want to support Christian businesses. I just don't want to talk about that. I want to actually do that. And this is a way that you can do that. So if you're a fellow content creator out there, uh, then you can definitely do that. Also, I want to give a shout out to my wife at the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Jordan's done such a great job and I've watched her really work with this podcast, previously with Lexi, and now Jordan and her friends are putting together really good content. Uh, Her and I are on there together sometimes, but the great thing is that you can now support the show, and if you really appreciate the content with Fruitful and Fearless Network and and podcast, well, then you can go to thefruitfulandfearless.com and you can support the show. There are tiers to where you can support, and in the same way the Honor God Network has this network for uh, people who want to create content, the Fruitful and Fearless side is for the ladies. And so, ladies, you can actually access this this content and uh, this opportunity for this content. And uh, so, you got to check it out. It's uh, it's really great. The fruitfulandfearless.com network, fruitfulandfearless.com, and you can uh, check that out, ladies. Please do, and you can support if you want to support Jordan in the continuing work with Fruitful and Fearless. Okay, a couple years ago, I guess it's been about four years ago now. So, not a couple, about four years ago, I got a master's class in pastoral ministry with pastoral counseling, to be specific. And it was from a man in our church. I love him. He's a brother, he's a pastor, and he's one of my best friends. And because some of these things and details to the story are theirs to tell, I want to use discretion on how I tell it. 
and really model what he showed me just a few years ago by just continuing to walk in discretion with this. But there was a situation where somebody in the church had cancer and it was a bad deal. The The tests came back. Um, it was just a bad. Uh, it was bad. Cancer can be scary for everyone. There's less uh, dangerous cancer and more greater cancer. You guys understand that. You know that as you've been walking through people. But the diagnosis with this was not good. And it had gotten in the blood. And I guess it, it really, it was just a bad case. Well, we anointed with oil and prayed in accordance with James chapter 5, verse 14. And we believe that we are to lay hands on the sick and pray for the sick. Uh, our church has a combination of continuationists and cessationists that are a part of the membership. We don't make it a sectarian issue, but one of the things that is critical for us is we want to obey clear passages of Scripture like James chapter 5, and we want to anoint the sick and pray for them as God would have us and trust the Lord. I mean, that's obviously what we're going to do is trust the Lord. We're not laying demands on Him. We're not trying to manipulate Him, but we are bringing our anxieties to the Lord, and if you can be anxious about it, you can pray about it. And so before we submit and resign to God's will on any particular thing, his sovereign purposes and plans, we are to petition the Lord. Even in the garden, you see petition before submission. That's the prayer life of the believer, is petitioning the Lord with things that we're anxious about, laying our requests to the Lord, and then coming alongside of those after the request, and we now are submissive to his decisions. He's our Heavenly Father, he knows best, and so we're going to petition and then submit. And I think it's critical for us because we don't immediately need to go to resignation or submission. There's a there's a proper order with prayer. And if we only go to let your will be done, God, in the beginning, we actually violate other commandments about scripture, uh, excuse me, about prayer that require us to lay our requests out to the Lord. So we want to petition before we submit. And in the heart, even in the petition, is clearly one of submission. So we anoint with oil over this individual and pray for her and Come to find out, through those prayers or the prayers of other people that prayed for her, she was completely and totally healed. It was a story of before and after. Here are the test results from the doctor before. Here are the test results from the doctor after. Her body was completely healed. There was no treatment. There was nothing needed. There was complete healing. And at that same time, at that same time, we had somebody in our church that is a dear friend of mine, he and his wife, and I'd known them for years. They were in their 60s. And she had been battling cancer for seven years, seven years, battling cancer, praying and asking for healing and trusting the Lord. They were a perfect example of a couple that was suffering well. They did a just a marvelous job for those years, honoring the Lord through difficulty and were continually joyful. They loved one another. They loved the Lord. They loved the church. And so they, they suffered well. But in this moment, we had one of our, our pastors who presented the fact that the, that this person was healed, that we had prayed for and that we had anointed. And to watch how he did it was a master class in pastoral discretion, in pastoral wisdom on how to care for the sheep. Because in that moment, if he would have totally just celebrated, and he did call people to rejoice with those who rejoice, we should call people to weep with those who weep, and those who are in seasons of difficulty do need challenged to rejoice with those who rejoice, and those who are rejoicing and life's going really good, they need to be challenged to weep with those who weep. These commandments aren't for you know just particular moments in life or seasons in life when you're doing really well, then I can actually uh, rejoice with those who rejoice, or when I'm doing really poorly, then I can actually weep with those who weep. The command is, regardless of where you're at personally, there should be proper rejoicing and proper proper weeping and lament with those that are struggling. And yet, in this moment, what what our pastor, one of our pastors did was model this so well. Jesus says in John chapter 16, 
He says this, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. You cannot bear them now. So something that would have been wrong to do would be to say nothing about this healing. I don't think that would be right at all because you miss the opportunity to rejoice with those who are rejoicing. We get to tell about what God did and we pray about it and we trust the Lord. So that would have been a wrong thing to do. We, we should have announced that to the church. That was the right thing. But the way one of our pastors did this is he expressed such wisdom and counsel that modeled Jesus's disposition here where you cannot bear them now. He knew within the church there was somebody going through something very similar. Their, the wife of this man was going through something very similar. And he didn't know how things were going to turn out with this other individual. And so when he announced it, one of the things that he announced is that we want to celebrate all the miracles that took place. We want to celebrate the fact that she is gone, that cancer is gone completely. But we also want to celebrate the fact that she was trusting the Lord through the whole process. That if there was cancer still today, she would still be trusting the Lord. And she was trusting the Lord all the way. And that also is a miracle and evidence of God's grace at work in their life. And it's evidence of the power of the Holy Spirit. When you see people suffering well, that's evidence of God at work. And so what he did was protect. He let us rejoice, but he protected the man in the audience, the man in the congregation, our uh, fellow brother who had his wife going through something very similar. Now, just a few months later, what ended up happening is that man's wife went to be with the Lord and she was healed by going to the Lord. And so it was amazing wisdom and foresight of this pastor. And I want to challenge you guys that there are, there are situations pastorally that we're going to come into, we're going to bump into, that's going to require tact. It's going to require discretion. It's going to require d- dependence upon the Holy Spirit and how we celebrate or how we restrain ourselves. There are things that have happened in Jordan and I's life that are huge praise the Lord. And we have used discretion on who to tell it to because it is so deeply personal. So we have allowed people to rejoice with us, but we have not announced it to the whole congregation because it's so deeply personal and has to do with... Uh, it just it's just deeply personal. And so there are some things that we celebrate with the Lord and then we want to be very cautious to invite the right people in but protect them with with that sort of thing because God does not deal with every single person in the exact same way. You know this healing business is interesting because there's so many again sectarian divides when it comes to physical healing. And most of the errors with the the idea of physically healing now like in, in the extreme prosperity or charismatic or continuationist camps is the fact that it's just an overrealized eschatology. They rightly understand that Jesus' physical body matters, that his physical resurrection matters, uh, but they conclude then that we should have resurrected bodies right now or that we have all the benefits of the atonement, all the, the benefits of Jesus' life, death, and bodily resurrection right now. And that's the huge error. And it can be a, just a counseling nightmare for people when you kind of, when you do that kind of thing because you can really browbeat people for lack of faith. You can also say this is, this is God's best, that kind of stuff. And here's the deal. God deals with us and deals with his children the way he wants to. You see this at the end of the Gospel of John. And it's not about physical sickness. It is about uh, life and death. But it is about uh, Peter and John. And Jesus is walking with Peter. And Je- Jesus is also talking about John. And uh, let me just read it to you. Peter turned and saw the disciple whom Jesus loved following them, the one who also leaned back against him during the supper and had said, Lord, who is it that's going to portray you? When Peter saw him, he said to Jesus, Lord, what about this man? Jesus said to him, If it's my will that he remain until I come, what is that to you? You follow me. The big idea is Jesus doesn't treat Peter and John the exact same way. And he doesn't treat you 
or any other pastor the exact same way. He's very personal with us. So in pastoral ministry, we're going to come up to these situations, and the majority of the time, the healing that God procured for us, the physical body that God procured for us, it's waiting out there. Now, this person who got didn't receive, when she received healing from cancer, clearly did not receive her resurrected body. One day, she's going to, her, her body's still a jar of clay. And yet, God just peeled back the curtain a little bit, and with no trouble whatsoever from him, brought that physical healing. Now, what are we to do about that? Well, we're to praise the Lord about that. And then, we're to counsel our people on how to celebrate those things in the right way. We want to keep things in proper perspective. That's a supernatural thing. And it's also a supernatural thing when people suffer well, and then when their wife dies and goes to be with the Lord. Guys, our life is a vapor, and we're going to be walking through life and difficulties with people, and we're going to be bumping up into situations. You guys, uh, you don't have to help me. You don't have to have me tell you this. You're walking with people, and they need our presence. They need us to sit. They need us to pray. They need us to some of them to speak to them, like Mary and Martha. The way Jesus comforts Mary and Martha is different. To one, he speaks theological truth, and to another, he weeps. And we need to be. Christ-like in that way. And so for me, that was a pastoral moment where it was just like a master class. I was watching one of my pastors shepherd our people and me and the rest of the people in our congregation well. And that's something that I want to do and model as well. Well, guys, I hope this has been helpful. Uh, please consider reaching out. If you don't know, I do have some swag that I can uh, sell or you. And, and if you want to support the show, you can buy a bucket hat for 15 bucks, a regular baseball hat for 15 bucks, or a pint glass. Um, and I think those are $10. And then the shipping will be added on to that, so there will be a shipping cost to that. So if you reach out, DM me, message me, whatever, I can get that to you. It's been cool to see some of those orders in, and I'm so thankful for the support. Thank you. Thank you for, for doing what you do and helping us do what we do. So we hope you guys have a great rest of your day. You've been listening to the Shepherd's Crook Podcast. Thank you so much for the support. If you want more information about the ministry, you can go to theshepherdscrook.co.